Blog Talk Radio. First liners, first responders, doctors, nurses, 
and especially those people who clean up in the hospital. They, remember, they are the ones that really uh, have the problems. So try and keep them in your mind, keep them in your prayers. And also the people in the supermarkets that have kept us alive during this pandemic. I don't like to generally start the show with a, a downer, but uh, what I'd like to do is ask uh, each and every one of you uh, to have a good thought or a prayer for a good friend of ours, Bill Bergen. Bill is a, a retired uh, all-star um, linebacker with the Philadelphia Eagles for many years, a good friend of ours. Um, Bill is uh, suffering from cancer, and he's not doing very well. So if you could keep good thought or say a pretty light prayer for him, uh, we'd all appreciate it. Uh, well, guys, uh, it's nice to have everybody back except the captain. Uh, he's out uh, yatching tonight. Guys, uh, <laughs> it's you know. Uh, oh, and we even have uh, the tumultuous Tony on tonight. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then we have the K Don. Right, let's uh, How you get doing? It started, Caden. Caden, go ahead. Um, and start. Yeah. The, go ahead. Big night ahead of us. We still got um, yep. USC 269, um, mm-hmm. and uh, overall, just a big. <clears throat> Past couple of weekends, if you're into fighting, um, a lot of a lot of MMA events. Host, uh, Aldo fought, uh, Javante Davis fought, Lomachenko fighting uh, tonight. Um, mm. Dustin Poirier is fighting. Carlos Oliveira is fighting. Mm-hmm. Fighting each other. Um, and um, I just I got finished watching the uh, Ryan Hall fight. And um, I mm. ever since Ryan Hall won um, that TV show, the um, the the Ultimate Fighter. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've followed his career and, um, I've loved what he's done and he's pulled out another, another, another W tonight. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Um, I, oh, I, I did have a chance, someone let everybody know, I did have a chance to sit down with, uh, Keith, uh, this week uh, and he has a fight with Mario Barros, um, yeah. in January yeah. 29th. Barrows. Yeah. yeah. That, uh. Yeah, Barrows. You know, who just, uh, Bar- Mario Barrows who just uh, lost to Tank Davis. Uh, right. Yeah. Prior fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Barrios um, coming up. The thing I will forward. say about Keith, when he comes back, he doesn't take a soft touch for his first mm-hmm. fight back. I will. Say, right. I will definitely say that Mario Barrios, even though he's not a one forty-seven pounder, he's one forty. But mm-hmm. the same could have been said about Josecito Lopez as well. Um, he's definitely mm-hmm. a you know he's a quality fighter and he's set in his division and a lot of a lot of people and pundits had him head oh. on his scorecards uh, in the fight with Tank Davis at the time of stoppage. So even though it's a fight Keith should win, and if he were active, you know, a lot of people might call it a mismatch if he were active. But uh, with him coming off a three-year layoff essentially, um, this is mm-hmm. you know it's not a soft touch. Definitely not a soft touch. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. yeah and I'm going to agree with uh, – uh, Go ahead, Z. I was going to agree with Ty to a certain extent. Um, and and, and not, nothing disagreeable, but more or less to where um, Barrios isn't – I don't think he's Jose Zito Lopez. Um, mm-hmm. I know Keith has been inactive, but when he saw uh, Jose Zito Lopez, he was – and active also. 
Um, mm-hmm. Zito, he had a, a resume behind him. Win or lose, he had experience behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. To where Barrios, I mean, he to, he doesn't have that. And heavier weight. Uh, I mean, Jose Zito Lopez had heavier weight experience. Uh, he he mm-hmm. fought Canelo by then. I mean, he, he fought Victor Ortiz and won by then. Mm-hmm. Um, he had experience. So as far as that mm-hmm. goes, I, I think that Barrios isn't Jose Zito in those terms. He, he's a lesser opposition uh, than Jose Zito. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is I, I got a chance to watch uh, Keith go a couple rounds sparring those hands are just as fast. The only thing that worries me, like everybody else has said, those, those wrists, the elbows, and the knees. Uh, it's been a long time. Every one of them has had a problem. He's had a problem with. Uh, can he? Um, I think didn't he break his his hand in the, the last fight with, with uh, Manny? I think he broke yeah, his, he did. either his wrist or his arm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know he had surgery after that fight because of uh, a hand issue. I don't know exactly. Yeah, what he's, but yes, sir. And keep that elbow. He yeah. doesn't have uh, had elbow trouble in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, I mentioned it to Dan, but Dan seems to think that uh, he's he's ready. Of course, Dan always thinks everybody's ready. Um, I mean, it, he, uh, you know, he, he could it. be. And like Zito said, you know, uh, Mario Barrows, uh, you know, his, his, everything Zito said about Barrios is right, except the fact that Barrios is younger and fresher than Jose Zito Lopez was. Mm-hmm. And this is a fight mm-hmm. he should win. At the same time, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's still not a very easy touch coming off of a three-year layoff. Um, mm-hmm. Barrios may not present the same danger that uh, that a host of Cito will present, but you know he's a li- he's a live guy. You know what I mean? He's a mm-hmm. body. He's not just a body. He's a live he's a live competitor. You know what I mean? And so I think mm-hmm. it was a good choice because, like Vito said, he's a little smaller, uh, so he doesn't mm-hmm. quite present the threat level. Even though he could be a more live, incredible body to a certain extent, he doesn't present the threat level. Um, so mm-hmm. you know, it's a good choice who, who will probably make Keith have to dig into his toolkit a little bit more than the average body mm-hmm. would coming off of a three-year layoff. So, mm-hmm. And what scares, what scares me a little bit about Keith um, in this fight is uh, when, you, when you have that layoff is your timing. And yep. you're fighting a guy who's lighter weight, and lighter weight guys are quicker <laughs> than, yep. than what you're accustomed mm-hmm. to fighting. So mm-hmm. those guys and can't Barrios touch on is him. a long guy too. You know what I mean? That's the one thing too. He's, he's a pretty long guy yeah. too. He's a rangy guy. Mm-hmm. Now Keith, Keith, as quick as Keith is, they're gonna uh, Barrios is gonna move up. He's gonna lose some speed. At the same time, when, when you're rusty and you're dealing with a guy who's fresh like that, his timing, his speed. I mean, he's moving up, but his timing is going to be. I mean, I, I suspect in the heat of the moment, it's going to be better. You know, sparring, sparring, you know but when you get in that heat of the moment I'm... of the fight, I think I think his timing, it may not be better. It depends. You want to talk about game plan about Keith? That scares me. If Keith stays on his game plan, then, then yes. But 
Mm-hmm. I, when you're rusty, you, you may get drawn into something. I just don't know. The one mm-hmm. borderline thing I'm going to disagree with with the Zito, it's not even really a disagreement. I'm just going to say something in regards to something Zito said. Zito said, as quick as Keith is, I can only say as quick as Keith was because yeah. I haven't seen Keith in the ring in three years. So, right. again, now, you know, he's going from 30 to 33. Um, you know, I think he's a tremendous athlete, but will he, even with the ring rush that Zito was talking about, will he also retain that quick speed that he had? And remember, speed is not just speed of body, it's speed of mind to activate the body, too. You haven't seen combat in a while, you don't even have that speed of mind. So, as quick as Keith is, or as quick as Keith was, there's a lot to be, you know, a lot of questions to be answered. What do you think, Tony? It reminds me a little bit of Deontay Wilder. I'm sorry. You ever heard? Go ahead, Tony. I'm agree with what Ty was saying. I um, I really like Thurman, and um, I think a three-year layoff and an injury and change of life with the family and everything, if you haven't kept up 100% and you're going to go up against Barrios, who – Win against Tank, you know, he stepped up and went against Tank. There's people that don't want to have anything to do with Tank Davis, and he did it, and he lost, mm-hmm. but he gave him a good fight. I mean, it was a great fight, mm-hmm. and Barrios mm-hmm. is no joke. I mean, he's, he's a badass, and he's on fire. He's in it. He's He's been doing it. He just, you know, I don't, I can't remember when the fight was with Tank Davis, but it was you know, short enough time that, you know, he's still ready to go, and I think, Keith, as much mm-hmm. as I like Keith Thurman, he's one of my favorites, jumping in this one, it's not going to be an easy fight for him. Can he win it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Barrios is going to be a, a little bit more, have a little bit more leverage personally, but um, mm-hmm. it, again, it's going to depend on what he's bringing to it, what he did in training and everything after three years, but three years is mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. And, and, I, and uh, I agree. I agree. I, I think that I just think that it's going to be sort of like Jose Zito Lopez's fight, just not with those moments as much. And I think Barrios mm-hmm. is going to put the pressure on. I think he's just going to have to work. I just don't think Barrios, I, I don't think he has that much experience enough. And yeah. he's, he's he's never fought at 147. I mean, that's a little different. Yeah, that's going to be mm-hmm. another change too is the, is the weight class there for him. But one thing about Barrios, and absolutely agreed, he's never fought at 147 that I know of. He may have maybe early in his career, right? But he's not fought consistently at 147 that we all know of. Um, but the mm-hmm. one thing I will say about Barrios, though, is he has the type of frame that could carry 147 well. He's not a small 140-er. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, in, in, in situations like this, you don't know. We don't know, right? He could be better or more powerful at 147, not having to drain those extra seven pounds. At the same mm-hmm. time, consequently, he's not used to getting hit by guys that weigh 147 pounds either. So, you know, with three-year layoff, first time he's fought, you know, at Barrios has fought at this level of 147, there are a lot of questions going into this fight. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I can say, right, that's, that's, what makes, that's what makes a good fight. When, when there are questions going in, Leave the answer in doubt sometimes. That's I think that's why we 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 all enjoy the sport. Mm-hmm. 
sports. Absolutely. Hey, guys, just a second. Tony's got a short term uh, on here, uh, but he has some important news. We have a new sponsor. Tony, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you guys, and I'm on a tight schedule tonight. Uh, we've got a sponsor that is absolutely badass, um, and I'm going to say this in my words here uh, first for tonight. Uh, gentleman I met by the name of Patrick, he owns BioSolar. So you've been hearing in the social media lately about BioSolar, about solar panels, and the government picking up the tab, things like that, right, right. and no money out of pocket. That is 100% true. I had to sit down with him, and I met him on, a, on another occasion, so it wasn't like he came to me. I will always stand on this show and tell you what I truly believe in my mask. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm doing this at my own house. So what I wanted to say real quickly, I want to take a minute to thank BioSolar. This is definitely no joke. BioSolar is going to save you a ton of money, and I'm going to explain real quick. Like I was saying on social networks, there's been a lot of ads starting up that say you can get solar for free without a dime out of your pocket. That is 100% true. BioSolar is based out of the Bradenton, Sarasota, Florida area, but are licensed in all states nationwide. So anyone listening to this podcast right now can take advantage of this and save money big time. One call to Patrick, the owner, and the boys can change your life forever. Here's how. As you know, your local power companies, FPL, Duke Energy, et cetera, control your monthly power use, and they bill you. They're projected to raise their prices 4% a year in the next several years. Once you have the solar put in place on your home, you can buy it, which will save you more money, even though I just said you get it free. You really do. You can rent it, and they, they, it's very explainable. But what it's going to do, it's going to take your FPL power and they're going to use the solar. So you're going to pay your solar company, but they're going to cut your bill in half for 25 years. There's no no rate hikes, no nothing. So basically, 25 years with zero increase on your power cut in half with what you've got about right now. You pay the solar company for the panels and et cetera, and you're guaranteed there's no leaks, no damage to your home. It's all taken care of. And I'm going to say this now, too. If you refer a buyer and you're a solar panel uh, buyer yourself, you could get – you're eligible for 500 to to $1,000 back from the company. Wow. Um, a couple of other things I just wow. want to say real quick. Um, if the first next 10 people listening to this podcast call and talk to Patrick or the company and you install, do the paperwork, have them talk to you about how it works, you get $200 cash back in your hand by me personally, if need be, but that's uh, how confident I am about this. And I uh, want to make sure that they get spread out there because this is the real deal. It's no joke. There's no gimmicks. And I'm, I'm very proud to say that I'm an owner myself now. It's a no-brainer, folks. So let them know the Fighting Words Radio Network sent you. You must tell them that. Start saving money today. Take care of your family and keep your rates down. And they can be located Basically, www.biosolar, which is B-Y-O-Solar.com. You can also contact them at 877-296-7652. Ask for Patrick. It's 877-296-7652. With that, I'm going to turn it back to you guys, and we'll catch you in a little bit towards the end of the show. And I love you guys like brothers. 
www.byosolar.com. Want to make sure everyone got that. Everyone yep. got that. Two hundred dollars right before Christmas time. Environmentally conscious. Let's do it. Absolutely. You're going to save money. FPL is going to start raising their hikes on everybody here for 4% a year for the next four years. Save yourself the time Same to put some money in your pocket for Christmas. Let's mm-hmm. go. And this is this is a nationwide program so that uh, anywhere that can hear this, uh, they, will, they will make sure that you get the, the panels up and make sure you get your money back. And Absolutely. you'll all enjoy you it. get money back in hand, too, as well. Yeah. Cut, your, cut your power bill in half. 25 years. Yes, sir. <laughs> Everyone was paying attention. Thank you for your time. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you in just a bit. All right. Have a good one, Tony. All right, let's, uh, Thank you, sir. Let me ask you, uh, Mr. Caden. Um, we've got uh, Charles Oliveira and uh, Dustin Boyer coming up on 269. What's your thoughts? Um, so I said this uh, last time I was on. Um, I. Mm-hmm. There's a big there's a big height difference between them. It's a I think a couple inches, mm-hmm. um, maybe like three inches. Um, but I don't think that's really gonna be a problem for for Dustin. He is I've seen him I've seen him fight so many times. Um, I see he's taken on he's taken on multiple bigger opponents. Um, mm-hmm. Let me tell you when he fought Max Holloway. Um, and um, and I think it's I think he's gonna I think he's gonna go on to win this fight. And then when he fights mm-hmm. Dustin, uh, when he fights uh, Gaethje, when he fights Justin Gaethje, which, mm-hmm. which hopefully will be the next fight he fights. Um, I think I, I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't think um, I don't have any predictions on that fight yet because um, I do want to mm-hmm. focus on you know this fight that's coming up tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I think uh, my predictions are I think Dustin's going to take him in unanimous decision. Okay, what do you think, Ty? You know, it's funny. I, I, first and foremost, let me say this. I thought Caden's breakdown of prediction was expert and fabulous, right? And I absolutely agree almost 100% with everything he's – actually, I agree 100% with everything he said. Um, the questions I have are the things that were not said. One of the things that happened this week is, is I paid attention to Matt Hardy. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Matt Hardy. He was a former welterweight contender sure. in the UFC, British guy. So Matt Hardy had a breakdown, and Matt Hardy predicted Charles Oliveira to win. And I've seen the other couple of predictions on Charles Oliveira to win. I have always leaned towards Dustin Poirier, and even as I'm saying this, I still lean Poirier. However, in Matt Hardy's prediction and in a lot of the different predictions I've read, they talked about if you were to break the fighters down on paper, on paper, the fact of the matter is, is on paper, Charles Oliveira is a slightly better martial artist, mixed martial artist than Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier's got better boxing, but Charles Oliveira striking overall is comparable because of his kicks. Charles uh, Oliveira, head and shoulders, is a better grappler than Dustin Poirier. However, we all lean towards Poirier because Poirier really is the more proven fighter, and that's what it comes down to. The reason why I lean Poirier is because, you know, Khabib Nurmagomedov, when they ask him about the fight, he goes, I lean 60-40, you know, Poirier over Oliveira, and I absolutely agree with that. 
And he said the reason mm-hmm. why is because of his heart and his condition. And I agree with that, mm-hmm. too. Poirier is a tremendous attrition fighter. And as as the fight goes on, he kind of gets stronger and stronger. And, and he's one guy who, you know, I always think of Sergey Kovalev when I think of attrition. Sergey Kovalev was mm-hmm. a tremendous fighter, but as the fight went on, you could see his technique start to degrade. His form start to degrade. Even if he didn't look tired, his form degraded. Dustin Poirier maintains mm-hmm. his form. He maintains his intensity. He maintains his focus. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. the difference. Charles Oliveira is a mm-hmm. tremendous fighter, and I'm not ruling out the, ops, the, op- the, the potential that Charles Oliveira could catch him in a nasty choke or guillotine early or something. So I'm not ruling out the fact mm-hmm. that Charles might be able to catch him in something early. But kind of like Caden, I think Dustin pulls away. Uh, if it's not a quick stoppage one way or the other, I think Dustin pulls away in the championship rounds. Now I say that mm-hmm. and give my prediction with the caveat being that, as we all know, my predictions over the past couple of weeks have absolutely sucked ass. So <laughs> for what it's worth, that's my prediction. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. But about the uh, the martial artist, and he's facing you know a, a much better kickboxer, a much better uh, well-rounded fighter than than Dustin Poirier is. But I mean, like I said, you can think to Dustin Poirier's former opponents, like when he fought Max Holloway. Exactly. Max Holloway, I think, is one of the best pound-for-pound uh, strikers in the UFC, if not the best pound-for-pound striker in the UFC. So he will have a problem with um with um with, with Oliveira's striking, but I think he can shut it down like he did Max Holloway. The only, the only I, problem no, that Dustin Poirier is going to run down, is going to run into, is if he gets on the ground with Oliveira. If Oliveira can get him on the ground and get him into a submission, I don't, I don't think that uh, Poirier is going to survive very long. Well, 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 there, there 100% that, agree with you, my friend. 100% agree with everything. We see the fight the exact same way, sir. And there, there's something that Caton just said. He said if Poirier could survive on his feet with Oliveira, right? Mm-hmm. No, he said survive the ground. Oh, okay, survive the ground. He said he now, thinks Poirier is going to be able to shut Oliveira down on the feet. Well, one thing that scares me about Poirier is he's talking about retiring, and mm-hmm. he's been through some wars. And that, that, a lot of times that tells me when I get, when that other guy is, is kind of coming and you're talking that way and you've been through wars, this might be it for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking that Poirier, I, I don't think that he's going to win this. Actually, I, I you know, Poirier, Poirier, Poirier disputed the retirement talk. He said that's nonsense. He said he loves what he does. He said what he would like to do is not fight three times a year. He'd like to win a title and just fight a little less frequently. He said, but he has no intention on retiring anytime soon. To let you know, How old is Poirier? Poirier is 33. Oliveira is 32. But remember, 32. but it's a different. Yeah. Oliveira is 33 or 32. It's just ascending. Poirier's had two multi-million-dollar fights this year. Really, if he won the title, kind of what left is there for him? So, you know, it is everybody else is saying, well, if he wins the title, there's nothing for him. He's going to walk away. And he's like, no, I'm not. Well, we'll see, right? You got to win it first. 
true enough, but the, as you said, it's, it's a different. I think it's more or less a different age map. It's a different wear and tear on what's going on. Poirier, I mean, even like during his ascension, Poirier has been it's been a little less explosive, less. I mean, it has been more grinding on Poirier to a certain extent. He's been through a little bit more on his body um, than Oliveira at this point. And I think that it's just that point for Poirier to where, as you said, as you said, it's almost like what else is there kind of to do? And it's a guy, a hungry guy that's coming up like that. That's not a good look to me. You know what the funny thing is, too? And you're absolutely right, right? And so and age-wise, these guys are like only a year apart. They both started their careers very, very young in the UFC. And grew up in the UFC. They overcame their difficulties to, to you know, be the guys, the champion and contender they are now. Um, one of the things you said that we will see if it plays a part in this fight is that Dustin, even though they're only a year apart, in fight years, he has much more wear and tear on him. Because Dustin has been in wars. Right? Mm-hmm. Here's part of the question marks around Charles Oliveira, and and Justin Gaethje said this blank. He quit. He's quit. Charles Oliveira, <laughs> had, he's on a nine-fight win streak. But a few years ago, the uh, uh, book on Charles Oliveira was he's a very dangerous and, and well-rounded mixed martial artist who can make quit. Charles Oliveira hasn't been in wars because up until the nine-fight win streak, and, and even throughout the nine-fight win streak, he hadn't had to fight through adversity. So when Dustin had been in wars because he was fighting through adversity, quite honestly, when adversity came, Charles Oliveira usually would fold the tent, so to speak. I'm not saying he would quit. He wouldn't bite down on his gum shield, his feet in the canvas, and do what Dustin Poirier did. One reason why Dustin has more miles on his body. With that said, it was a younger Charles Oliveira, you know what I mean? Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. the guy who got, you know, beat up by Paul Felder in 2016. This, this guy has really grown into who he is. However, we talk about the miles on Dustin Poirier being a question mark. The inverse is, is a question mark on Charles Oliveira because if it gets tough, then he's willing to put those miles on his body. So that, that's a really good fight tonight. And he, regardless yeah. of who wins, you know, I think Caden kind of, you could hear the sentiment in Caden's breakdown, regardless of who wins, these are two fabulous world-class martial arts. These are, these are top of the food chain guys. I class guys. I think there's just two ships passing in the night. That's all. And it very well could be. Because Charles, you know, Dustin's kind of where he's been at now. He's like that guy. Yeah. And Charles is the hungry plateau guy. So, uh, interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the, the uh, who was it? He, uh, he says he wants a, a rematch. Uh, KG wants a rematch with uh, uh, Poirier, and 
do you think that's possible? Or, and you know, number one, Caden, and the second is, uh, if it is, uh, who would who would win this one? Um, I think it's extremely possible that they're, that they're going to fight again. Um, like I said, I I do believe that uh, that Poirier will win. Um, and if he does win, uh, if he goes on to win this fight, uh, Gaethje is is number one in line for next you know next for next lightweight bout. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if that does happen, I'm a big Gaethje fan. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but I really I I have I have no clue yet. Like I've I'm still I'm so on the fence about that fight because Gaethje Gaethje's boxing is on the same level of of Poirier's boxing. But Gaethje has mm-hmm. amazing leg kicks. I mean, you saw he broke down every fighter he fights with his leg kicks. Um, but still, mm-hmm. I I have no I I don't really have any extra judgment on that fight not yet at least. Okay, so before we leave this subject, um, we know that Tommy Fury uh, has uh, well, there's two different stories. One that he's out of shape; he's been drinking and playing too much. Second is he broke yeah. his, his rib. Now, there, we want to make an announcement here that, that no one else will have, no other news service will have. Yesterday, I talked this over with Caden, and Caden has is ready to sign on the dotted line for how much, Caden? For what? For, the, for, the, uh, for what? To replace Tommy Fury? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, put me in. Put me in for fourteen million. I'll take. I'll take a soft punch and I'll fall down. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get. I'll get hilariously knocked out. You know, but I'll wow. take my fourteen million. No, no, no. you put me in for half, and I'm gonna fight. Jake like that. Paul can't I'm, even do I'm that. I'm gonna win. <laughs> you put me Jake in for half. I'm gonna that. win. I can't let you go like that. Come on, now. you guys sell yourself that short now. I'm not even. I'm not even fighting back. I'm not even. I'm not even throwing a punch. Oh, I'm just letting him punch me, knock me out. I'll take my fourteen million. I'd much rather see Caden there than the rematch with Tyron Woodley that we're getting. Oh my! I'd much rather see Caden give it a try than the rematch with Tyron Woodley that we're actually getting. So, because I know Caden's going to take him down. Caden's going to take him down. Well, you know what? Here's what I would imagine. I would imagine at the very least, Caden's not a, is not going to be shell shocked. Tyron Woodley hasn't let his hands go in six years, so I don't know what's going to change tomorrow in this fight. You know, so we'll see. And he still was competitive in the first fight. Mm-hmm. That's true. Hey, uh, Dimitri Bible uh, fought this afternoon. Uh, he got another uh, twelve round decision. Over uh, Omar uh, Salamon. Uh, what's your thoughts on that fight? Zeke. Who, uh, who was that again? I'm sorry. Was, was that me? Or Zito. Bivol versus um, uh, Salamon. Demetrius Bivol. Bivol. He fought today at Russia against Umar Salamon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um, I've been interested. I've been talking about. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure that was something that Bivol to, to, to keep busy. Uh, I'm not sure of Solomon's mm-hmm. record or anything, but uh, mm-hmm. I've been talking about Bivol finding that idea. Solomon went in at twenty-six and one. Solomon went in at twenty-six and one with nineteen knockouts. Um, My bad. 
Bigger than bigger than Bivol. Uh, Bivol outboxed him on every minute of every round, and I mean, he just is a typical Bivol performance. Tech- this guy didn't force Bivol to Very come technical. out of Bivol's well-known comfort zone, Vita. Okay. All right. Um, and that's why there's been talk about uh, him fighting better BF. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Bivol, but as, as technical as he is, and you see him, I mean, he's not methodical at all, but he's, I mean, when you want to stay rope, he's a rope guy with very good timing. He's not going to do a whole lot of different things, but he has good timing, and he has very, very good punch output, where he stays kind of mm-hmm. sort of busy with good timing. Um, and he doesn't mind sometimes punching to the body to make you respect him. What Mm-hmm. But I've seen weaknesses in Bivol, and mm-hmm. that was against Gene Pascal. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing is, I, I think Bivol, he isn't, I mean, he's hes a tough guy, but he's not the mm-hmm. toughest, toughest guy to, to a certain mm-hmm. extent to me. Um, mm-hmm. What I think also is that Bivol, uh, foot movement gives him a bit of trouble. It depends who he fights. First of all, he will cut off the rings on guys that he may not respect, you know, their power or, you know, even their movement. But against, I think when the quality gets a little better, I mean, he might have trouble against it. And as I say, I saw some things against Pascal that, I mean, it just led to weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Bivol would have trouble with athletic. I think Bivol, like Zito says, is going to have trouble athleticism to a certain extent. And you know, Zito talked about Bivol being, you know, not you know, not all boxers are tough, but he doesn't think Bivol is elite in toughness. And I think you can the way I see Bivol and the way I've seen him fight is Bivol is an avoid a firefight at all kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Which is why you know, the fact that he's like that and that he is a bit road, as good as he is, is why he's kind of lost his shine a little bit, even though he's not done anything different. What it is is you're kind of used to seeing Bivol go through a pedestrian 12-round decision kind of coasting that's overmatched position. Um, and, you know, mm-hmm. he's so good technically and fundamentally and good with his movement. Um, that he could stay a step ahead of guys, but he never steps in to, to truly dominate guys. And something that a trainer once said is when you see a guy who is so contact-averse, he's usually telling you something that no one else is telling you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when Zito says that there's a vulnerability in Bivol, I question his physicality. Now, mm-hmm. better BF to me has been the, the best light heavyweight probably since Sergey has kind of fallen off his peak and Andre has left. But better BF has been an active. He's 36 now. Um, he has yep. to get by mm-hmm. Marcus Brown, which he should. I would favor him to destroy Marcus Brown. But, again, he's a 36-year-old guy who's inactive with a lot of injuries. So I just don't know because Marcus Brown is, at the very least, Athletic and dynamic. So it could be athletic. So even though I favor uh, better BF, again, he's 36. 
the kind of physicality that Arbiev brings, if he's anywhere close to his prime, for me, too much for what I see of Bivol. Bivol could be controlling that fight, and this is going to eventually get broken down. Bivol's a guy mm-hmm. that, like Zito said, an athletic guy who could get to him is going to give him trouble, or a guy that's going to make him fight is going to give him trouble. He doesn't want to – he reminds me – a better version – but reminds me of a, a little bit of Devin Haney in a sense. Not a slick guy, just like Devin Haney. They're not slick guys. What they are is is for Bivos control at all times. Yeah, what it is is they they they, they really what they do is they control at all times, and by doing that, they nullify exchanges. Last week, when JoJo Diaz went to fight Devin Haney. I said on the show last week. When Haney should win because he's going to limit the exchanges. That's just what Bivol does, too. He limits the exchanges. Guys that limit the exchanges usually have problems with guys that can put mitts on them, period. Period. Mm-hmm. Whether it's through pressure or whether it's through athleticism. So I, I absolutely agree with Zito in the vulnerabilities I see in Dimitri Bivol, although I do think he is an absolute fantastic fighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of uh, Devin Haney, oh, I was there. So I'm sorry. Speaking of Devin Haney, um, I, 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 um, we didn't talk about his fight, or do we? We didn't talk about we were off. Uh, I think. Uh, I oh, wasn't on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, uh, Javante's. Um. So as far as Devin Haney goes, uh, my quick input will be, um. He can actually be, if, if he gets a little more conscious and knowledgeable, he reminds me a bit of Andre Ward, mm-hmm. um, a lighter weight Andre Ward, to the point to where he does just enough. Like, he, he, he knows, he, he kind of knows just enough what to do to either start something or stop something. And... It's something to be said about being first. It's something mm-hmm. to be said about mm-hmm. being first, whether you're faking or punching. You need to be, I mean, mm-hmm. or defending. If you need to be defending, be first at defending. But really, mm-hmm. if you're going to be first, and, I, and as I say, you either be faking or punching. Or, but you have to make them think something. And that, Devin Haney is getting kind of good at that. And he's reminding me of Andre Ward to the point to where he'll stink out a joint to to a certain extent, but he'll stink it out to the point to where you don't get anything. I mean, he, uh, Jojo Diaz, as I said last week, he's a wheelhouse guy. And it seemed to where every time Jojo Diaz would want to do wheelhouse stuff, Devin Haney would jab up top, maybe double jab up top and punch him right in the body and step to the side. I mean, it, it almost became repetitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I was sitting up there like JoJo changed something up. You know, bend at the body a little bit to even stop the body shot. And he just came and he was looking for his wheelhouse. Um, what I'm saying is, and Haney's a good study. Javante's day. Yeah. I don't know if he won that fight to me. And I'm going to put it this way. If he did, um, I, I, like, I'm not convinced of anything. 
we didn't see Tank's power because I watched Tank turn into a, 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 a fighter plane. Like, he flew around everywhere and just tried to land things. We didn't see Tank's power to me because he didn't plant his feet at all. He let Pitbull be a Pitbull. And he tried to outbox the Pitbull, and it didn't look that successful to me. It was a lot of holding, and when Pitbull was inside, he looked more effective to me. It looked like Pitbull's punches mattered more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm done talking. Okay. I was, I was I that about that how that um how that Javante Davis fight uh, played out. Uh, you see um, a guy like Isaac Cruz take that fight on a two-week notice against probably the best boxer in that division. Um, and comes out and goes to goes goes to all rounds, all all rounds with him. Goes to unanimous oh. decision. And I I was I was astonished. I really loved that fight. Mm-hmm. I, uh, he actually I made me into more of an Isaac Cruz fan. Who do you think won? Who do you think won, Kate? Who do I think won? Yes. I'm still gonna give it to um. I'm still gonna give it to Davis, um, because I did I did see a lot of a lot of significant strikes from from Javante Davis every time he fights. It wasn't an easy fight for Davis, but. Oh no no no! I think I think that might have been one of Davis's um biggest challenges yet. Might have been one of his hardest fights yet. I think it absolutely was the toughest fight. I said last week that it would be a great fight for however long it lasted. I think it would last 12. I also said that last week. However, uh, one thing that happened, and I don't know if you guys noticed, Javante Davis did break uh, one of his hands in the fifth round. To the point where Isaac Cruz said, yes, I noticed something was wrong with his hand, and that emboldened us. So even Isaac Cruz noticed that something was wrong with Javante's hand. So not to make an excuse for the performance, I think I, I think what it is is, you know, Javante broke his hand, but Isaac Cruz is a real dude. Like I said last week, I still thought Javante would knock him out. But just to let you know, he broke his hand, and even Isaac Cruz said he noticed the difference. So just to point that out. As far as Devin Haney, real quick, Zito, I thought, your description was very, very apt. Devin's only 23 years old, so he's like one of the youngest guys out there. Um, and I, I think the Andre Ward analogy is very apt because right now, one thing Devin Haney has that is truly elite is his jab. It's his jab and his study. He is a quick study, like Zito said. If he becomes more defensively aware, it'll be much more like Andre Ward. He just has to have a little bit better defensive awareness. Outside of that, I think the Andre Ward comparison is very apt. And honestly, Zito, I hope his father, who's his head trader, is listening to this podcast because that would be somebody that Devin may want to study. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we have two other fights going tonight. Uh, well, we already know that uh, uh, Connor Ben uh, KO'd uh, Chris Algieri at uh, – uh, yeah. This afternoon. So, um, yeah. But Lomachenko and Comey. Um, who, who wants to start with it, Tony? Ooh. I, I'm, I'm going to go Comey. Ooh. What? I'm going to go Comey. I, I know I'm going to hear about this for guy? a long time. I'm going to get the, the, the sandwiches will be piled for next week's show. I know it. Uh, but you know what? In this I one, need the breakdown. 
I need the break. <laughs> yeah, I can't explain why. I'm not going to even try. Uh, okay, well, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that Kami's gonna give him a good fight. How's that? And I'll leave it at that. It's gonna be a good. I don't think it's gonna be a first round thing or a knockout. Let me change his favor by any means. But well, why are you I'll think Kami's gonna? I know, I know. I don't I, miss I, I, now. It just I like going for the underdogs, like you know, beefing them up, giving them a chance, and but. I don't know. Guys have bad nights. You never know. It might be the one we talk about next week. You know what? Comey's no joke, and Lomachenko's getting – he is getting long in the tooth. Yeah. Comey has the path to victory, point blank. Like, I I don't think Comey wins the fight, right? I look at this a lot to me. Like, a more dangerous, uh, you know, longer – I think it it could potentially go to distance or a late, late stoppage – but this reminds me of the Nicholas Walters fight that Lomachenko had. Just a bigger guy, so it's going to take a little bit more effort, more determination. Mm-hmm. However, to to back up with Tony saying, Comey absolutely has a path to victory. And it's one word mm-hmm. with two syllables. How were? And Comey has it. <laughs> Comey can yeah. And let me say this. Comey, Comey has three losses. In his career, we all know he got caught open uh, against Tiafimo mm-hmm. Lopez, and Tiafimo knocked mm-hmm. him out in the second round. Outside of that, he's lost to Dennis Shabakov and Robert Easter in both fights. Most Robert people thought Easter. he won. So, legitimately, this is the guy who, at this point in time, again, both of those fights, most people thought he won. He was the road warrior in both of those fights, and most people thought he won. At this point in time, the only guy to have beaten him clean was the very dynamic Tiafimo Lopez. So when I look at the breadth of Comey's career, it's like, well, you know, kind of the only thing that's really giving him trouble is athletic explosiveness, which Lomachenko ain't got. So with that said, Tony's prediction has some legitimacy to it. However, <laughs> however, I think if you look at the fighters, you know, again, Comey, I love Comey, and I really want Comey to win. Oh, my God. He's a guy that I see Lomachenko turn. Lomachenko's going to be turning him hard. all night like Daytona 500, <laughs> man. That's, that's what Comey I see. Front foot hard. I mean, that's what they Comey is front foot hard. He's trying to get at you. I mean, Comey, he's right, like Tony said, man, it's possible. I mean, Comey, oh, I mean, what he is is, you know what? This is why we watch boxing, right? This is why we watch all combat yeah. sports. It's the one sport you can watch where no matter what the score is, the guy can score a walk-off home run at any time. And mm-hmm. Comey is Listen. going to be dangerous until the fight is over. Okay. So and, and Tony's I can't, I can't even denounce that that Comey might win the decision. Why? Because the last power guy that Lomachenko fought, what happened? He didn't throw punches for eight rounds. So, I mean, he might do that with Comey. He might feel a whiff of Comey's thing, and he might turn De La Hoya against Trinidad. You never know. Okay. Ty, your, uh, your favorite fighter, Nito Janeiro, is fighting tonight uh, against Gallo. What's your thoughts on that one? Oh, God. You know what? It's funny that you say my favorite fighter. Nanito is 
my favorite fighter, my favorite fighter you do, you do currently like since, since, since Marquez is retired is probably Alexander Usyk has been for a while because I'm crazy and I like crazy people. So I say, however, I love Nanito Denaire. And the reason why I love Nanito Denaire is because Nanito Denaire, 24-7, 365 days a year, Vada Tata. That's why I love Nanito Denaire because he is the one – Surefire Hall of Famer that we know is a hundred percent natural and clean, and the fact that he's been doing what he's been doing as long as he has, and has come back from the drubbing against Rigondeaux and the destruction against Nicholas Walters, and being outboxed by Peter Frampton to come back, go down and wait and win the one eighteen pound pound title at the age of thirty eight, have a fight year with a guy who was widely considered. Four pound for pound in their Adoy, and to be taking on his third straight top five contender. Uh, yeah, I, I respect it. Nino, Nino Denaire truly is a boxing treasure and one of the best ambassadors in the history of the sport. And, and he, he, people just don't recognize that. So that's what I like about him. He's going to destroy Caballero tonight. It may take him some time to get there. He's, you know, not as slow as, you know, not as. Yeah, triggers it used to be, but ultimately, Caballero's twenty-four and zero with twenty knockouts. He's a dangerous fighter, but he hasn't fought on this level. Unless you know, Nito again, a guy at one eighteen, thirty-nine years old, could fall off a cliff at any minute. Unless Nito falls off a cliff, that hook's going to go ahead and put mm-hmm. Caballero to sleep eventually. Nonito Donaire reminds me. Nonito Donaire reminds me of Roberto Duran. Benjamin Button mm-hmm. in reverse. Time is in reverse. <laughs> um, just weight like wise. That. Just weight wise. Weight wise, Benjamin Button. He's weight wise. I mean, in Roberto, because you know how Roberto Duran, he aged gracefully moving up in weight. No, Dito Donaire is age, kind of aging gracefully moving down in weight. And that's even more rare to say. So that, that's telling you to where at 38 years old, he's moving down and he's still that effective. That, I mean, you don't find that dedication to the game like that. I mean, that, I, 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 that's why I like the music. Don't need those Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully Comey will upset these people next week. You can pull it off. We'll see. You, you know, I want Comey to win. I would love to see... Uh, Richard Comey win that fight. You know, Nanito's, I mean, not Nanito, uh, you know, a lot of nice guys in boxing, and, and Comey's really a nice guy. And, and again, and Shavikar fighting in the uh, Robert Easter fight, a lot of people think he was shafted on the cards. And, you know, he's always so respectful. Um, you know what you're going to get every time out. I think he's going to be a step too slow, too easy to turn. Like Zito said, a little too front foot heavy, a little too open. Telegraphed a little too everything. Trying to get at uh, you, just trying to get at. Yeah, a little too. He, he's just a little too everything for uh, a master like Lomachenko. Um, but then again, you know they fight the fights on paper, and Kame uh, has the kind of power where punch could change the whole fight. We just saw Kaya Fai get knocked clean silly by Kiko Martinez, who doesn't possess the kind of power mm-hmm. for. Uh, physical advantages that Comey does. You know, Comey's longer than Lomachenko. 
than Lomachenko. And we've seen a lot of upsets where guys haven't possessed the kind of physical uh, advantages. So, again, I don't even know why. we. I think we predict fights just to, to, because we must love to taste the crow. Um, because mm, I do. He, yeah, I do too, man. Tony, Tony obviously does. He's going for Comey. Oh, uh, man, I'm getting the fact down, of the matter I mean, is, he, 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 I mean, the fight, you know what? It's Paper Burns, man. Paper Burns. Lomachenko should win on paper. Paper Burns, man. Paper Burns. It's not where the fights are at. All, all I know is I might, I might have to like the taste of crow on this one because... How old is Lomachenko? A step Lomachenko slow? Both 33. Yeah, they're both 33. Lomachenko is an I mean, older really 33 bad. than Comey. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no. you a know what? Maybe Comey might, might be older. Comey might be older, but what you got to remember, too, is Lomachenko, because his body's aged a little worse different. because of his long amateur career, you know? Yeah, it's such an and Amateur career, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this much. Stress on his body, too. You're right. D- different styles. <laughs> and, and I say different styles because that hurt you, turkey, getting around from you style yeah. against the power <laughs> style. That didn't work out against Michael Moore and George Foreman. Old George Foreman. So, I mean, uh, it's it kind of sometimes it just takes one. I mean, you, go, you bounce around, you might bounce the wrong way, and you get caught. I'm, to be honest, when you're older and you depend more on your senses, depending when you're older and you're depending on your power, I'm going to go with the power sometimes. I can understand what you're saying now, Tony, to a certain extent. Yeah, like I said, I don't agree with Tony's trick, but it definitely has validity and legitimacy I understand. because Comey is an absolute fighter with tremendous power. I mean, honestly, look at last week with Isaac coming in. Who would have looked at that? Or Ivan, Isaac, Ivan, whatever it was. Nobody would have said anything about him even having a chance. And that guy tore it up. He's going to be one everyone's going to be watching now. Dude, just a few weeks ago, Cambosis against Teofimo Lopez. Exactly. So, exactly. Like I said, man, paper burns. They Fights don't happen on paper, so. Mm-hmm. And guess who? And guess who wouldn't eat the sandwich that night, brother? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I am hoping you're right. I, I don't think you will be, uh, but I'm hoping no, you're right. I'm, I'm getting the spread out anyway, just in case. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Caden, what do you think about the uh, Nunez is out? Uh, everybody is after Nunez. There's, there's two possible um, fights that are, that are in the, in the wind. One is Cyborg versus Nunez. And the other one is what do, you, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean? Julian Antonio is not fighting? You're fighting not tonight. Fighting. No, no, no Pena and, uh, and Nunez are in a co-main event tonight, Caden. Yeah, you got, yeah exactly. That's what, that's what I said. Yeah, I no, I'm talking that. that. These, these fights are, are coming up. Are you talking oh, about okay, uh, okay. Taylor Harrison? Um, Amanda Nunez is is an, is I think probably the best uh, female fighter in, on the planet, pound for pound, definitely without a doubt in my without a doubt in my mind. She's the best martial artist, um, mixed martial artist in the on the planet, female. 
best female martial artist mm-hmm. on the planet, pound for pound. Um, and Can I disagree? She's proved that time oh, and time again throughout her entire sure. career. <laughs> the GOAT. It, it, don't agree with she's me. If you don't agree with me. I think she's the greatest female fighter. Ooh. And I well, think her achievements alone have proved that. Katie, Katie, I agree, but I have, I have one little disagreement. <laughs> I think Valentina <laughs> is the best female fighter on the planet. Really? Female really? MMA even, even fighter. Though, even though Valentina is Lomenko. Even though... No, no, even no. Though, understand this. Well, well, to a certain extent, yeah, you're right. And I can't disagree with that, but she, she had a significant weight advantage, and it, both fights were tough. Both fights were tough, true. and she had a significant weight advantage. Um... Mm-hmm. I understand Amanda's been smashing her competition, but Valentina has been impressing her competition every, mm-hmm. every which way. If you want them to get head kicked, they get head kicked. If you want them to get submitted, they get submitted. If you want them to get crucifixed, they get crucifixed. Like, like everything. And I think Valentina, to a slight degree, uh, more recently has been a little more active and has faced a little better competition. Just at this degree, because after, really after Cyborg, I mean, Amanda fought Lana Rousey and she, Holly Holmes. I mean, who she's really fought kind of on her level or that's been coming up to like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to give it to Valentina right now. But no mm-hmm. no disagreement to, to a certain extent, too. Okay. Well, we'll have the uh, we'll have the bread ready for uh, the sandwiches next week. Uh, we're just about up against our time. Tony, you want to give our oh, one more shout? Yep, thanks again to our wonderful sponsor, <clears throat> BioSolar B Y O S O L A R www dot biosolar dot com. Call Patrick and the boys for a free quote. Do yourself a favor, save money because we're all going to be in trouble here in the near future with these price hikes going up. This solar panel stuff will cut your bills in half permanently. Um, first 10 callers that mention Fight Mortgage Radio Network are going to get $200 cash back once they sign the deal. It is no joke. It's no BS. I did it myself. And uh, I want to thank all you guys for having me on tonight and love the conversations. I can't wait to see okay. who can eat a sandwich next week. And, uh, <laughs> probably me, but I'm ready for it. You guys have a all wonderful right. evening. Thank you, too, Tony. Yeah, I'll say something. Um, I love love the show tonight. It's a great show. Just like every every time, everybody's on. Um, I thought it was, we had some amazing fights coming up. Do not miss uh, all the fights tonight and tomorrow. Um, and, um, yeah, that was just another, another, another amazing show. I think everybody did an amazing job. Okay. Give it to someone else. Oh, yeah. I want to thank I want to thank Kate and Tony. They really add some special stuff on to this show. I, I really like them on here. Um, thank you. I want to thank you, Butch. Uh, uh, no doubt. I want to thank you, Ty and Butch. Want to thank all my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely in memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Doctor Chris. Anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words? Please do call. Mm-hmm. Hi. Great show as usual. I love talking to you guys. And Zito is absolutely right. 
Uh, I love talking to Tony about boxing, and I love talking to Caden about both sports, his knowledge of both sports, Caden, and uh, your expression and articulation of it, man. I, it really adds to our show, so I'm so thankful that you take time uh, away from your girlfriend to do this. Um, <laughs> thank you to BioSolar for joining the team. We appreciate that. Always looking for uh, a family. Always a pleasure to have more family. Uh, I'm your co-pilot. Good, please. I'd also love to say um, my dad. My dad wanted me to shout out my grandma. My grandma, uh, Grammy. She's listening to the show right now. Hey, hey. shout out to grandma. Always got to shout and out Amy. to Amy. Amy out in Catawba Island. Hello, baby. I, I know go. at least three of us on, on this show are grandparents, so got to shout out the grandparents. Bob is, exactly. Bob is our co-pilot. Coach yeah. Mel keeps watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us laughing. You guys enjoy your week. You too. Guys, I appreciate everything you do, all the all your uh, input, Caden. Uh, terrific uh, Thank you. again tonight, as always. Grammy, uh, keep that uh, applesauce going so the boy can keep up his uh, strength. Um, Grammy. Ladies and, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. In grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women police and fire services, the men and women on the first line of COVID, the doctors and nurses, especially the fine people that do the cleanup in the hospital after everybody's done, and the people in the, the supermarkets for keeping the, stock, the food stocks coming. These programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Drummond Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Drummond Jeffrey, Jeffrey, I'm sorry, David Curtis, Patrolman <clears throat> Jeffrey Yazowitz, uh, Sergeant uh, Ricky Childers, Detective Randy Bell, Sergeant Thomas Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman uh, Charlie Condit, uh, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. Sergeant Charlie Levake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department. Patrolman and Awful Chris from Lakeland to D. Lieutenant Joe Serba, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Myers, New- Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant uh, Jerry Fikus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogo, Longo P. Key Police Department. And Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. And please, if you can, over the week, uh, keep a good thought and a prayer for uh, Bill Brogan, Bernie, for returned to health. Good night. God bless and have a
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.